Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Girl at Erina. This week, we attempt to talk to Andrew Hooligan, we go back-to-back with a win over Perth, and ponder the battle of the Jedi and the Sith. I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined by Josh, Morrow, and Fred, while Luke take, takes a week on the bench. Hey, guys. Hello. Hola. How did you do? Hola. Um, we're into, I think, our 11th podcast, Following a Wind. It's good. It's always good at following a win. Hmm. What is it now? What, 10 wins from 30-something games with the podcast? It'd be up there. Because we had the, what, the three, the three straight last year. Uh, how many did we win last season? Five? Six? And then three the season before, so we're at, we're at 11 or 12 now. Happy days. Love it. Streaks. So here we go with this one. It's the band name. This one might be a bit hard. They're called the Something Tops, with the keyword being where it says something. I know the song. I've got to pick something easy for you guys. I should be old enough for this, shouldn't I? Yeah. It does fit in the ancient category. Yeah. But There's I have something nothing. tops. You ever heard of that group? But, you know, it's a different word. I'm just making it up now, but tops spinning. ZZ top. <laughs> oh, this is not ZZ top, Josh. I know. <laughs> I know. That's like the only band I've, right, I well know that has top in their name. It's the four tops. Okay. And where do we sit on the ladder? Fourth. Oh. oh the four tops. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, wow. That is yeah, cryptic. Sorry. Cryptic yeah. that we... Luke would have got that. Do you want me to edit this section out? Or? <laughs> oh, this is, this is so mean. gold. It's so mean. <laughs> That's the first time we've been stumped for a fair while. Yeah. Not very good, is it? We keep starting things with stumpings. There was a bit of, of stumping in the... Yeah, we'll get to that later. Right. Fred, question, mate. He's actually here in person to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Wow. Um, so, now that we're in the top four, what does it mean to the team and what does it send... In terms of messaging to the other teams in the A-League? Uh, I guess it means that we're not pushovers anymore and we actually can play football pretty well, especially with De Silva hitting well, pretty great form. Jets are in the top four and they lost. Mm. I think it's I good that it's... We don't talk about that. I right? don't think it really sends too much of a yeah. message because the A-League is so unpredictable. It's a third of the way through the season and to be fourth is... Pretty bloody good. It's better than being near the bottom, but there's still been, there's still 18 games to go. It has been particularly unpredictable, though, hasn't it? I, can't, I there was a time there where I get, didn't get a tip for three weeks, and, <laughs> and I finally got one this weekend, and it was us. I don't know how that happened. So um, I don't know about what it means for the other teams, but it I was a good week for to miss your tips because four of the, the away five teams. teams, yeah, away teams, and you know up. how much I love that, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what it means. So well Suck in a tipping up. competition as well, Milo. <laughs> exactly. If you if you like to go backwards, if you turn the table on its head, then I'm I'm right up there. Uh, what the does top. it mean to the team? I I guess they get a bit of sense of accomplishment out of looking at uh, where they are on the table. Um, yeah. Well, if you told us at the start of the season after nine games you'd be fourth, everyone would have taken it. Definitely. And but my primary thing is that uh, I think we're now seven points away from the base and uh since I don't want to be there and I don't like it down there, then seven points, that's a good seven points. Yep. As long as we beat the Jets by the end of the season, that's that's all I care about. Well, we play them in the you know, final round, don't we? So that, uh, depending on where we finish, uh, that could be our grand final. But uh, it'll be a good one either way, won't it? I think a lot of people are predicting that'll that'll um, sort of be a big factor in where everyone finishes mm. in the table. So just got to stay see what fit. Happens. It's just still a long way to go. That's in what mid-April. So there's still. 18 games or 17 games before that that we got to focus on. So if we win this weekend, we will stay in fourth. Uh, we're four points behind the City and five behind the Jets and ten behind Sydney. Mm. I don't... Th- I can't see Sydney losing it from here. It might get close. But, um, I think Jets will start falling off. Yeah, they did last year too. Don't forget Naboot was top of the player rankings... For up until about Christmas time, and then he nosedive after that. So hopefully that happens again. What we need to do is predict them winning because every time I do it, like I did on the weekend, then guess what? So you're gonna, we're going to sacrifice ourselves. Yep, I'm willing to go under the bus if that's what it takes to uh, <laughs> make sure they go under there with me. So I had a draw in both Jet City and Wellington victory. So last minute goals in each of those games buggered me out of points for the tipping comp. So that was a bit of a shame. Right, Morrow, you want to talk about the first story we've got here, mate? What have we got there? The Oh, we have beer and it's good. Beer is good. Beer is good, yes, it is good. It tastes good. I can't say I'm really a connoisseur of beer normally, but uh, I've certainly given it a try and uh, what a fantastic way to cross-promote uh, one of the club's um, partners. Yeah. And that partner is? Six Strings, a local brewery, and uh, fair play to them. No doubt they have had a fair part in uh, coming up with this uh, idea and designs as well. So they look fantastic, the cans. Um, They uh, are really uh, supported um, by the boys. I got my first Insta-like from God. Um, because uh, you can't go wrong with God on a beer can. No, you know I, it's going to be. I good tagged him on the beer can in one of my Insta posts, and he liked that. So I dare say he's tried his own. Uh, it's the beer. 2017 version of a high five. But I think you know beer and the Dutch connection as well, because you know Dutch beer. Well, they brewed the beer. Well, they assisted in. Yeah. So the yeah, but the the beers that they poured weren't any good though. It was all head. Yes, I did notice that, but then I'm I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping, they, look at that. hoping they weren't drinking too much of it. And based on the no. way they've been playing, they haven't been drinking too much of it either. But uh, I think the only one that'd go it would be Hooli, well, which we should have asked him about. <laughs> we should have asked him if he's been into the into the uh, Six Stripes beer. Well, if it's not on tap at the junction, he probably doesn't drink it. Yeah. But if you haven't got yours and uh, you're not a member, then get some from the club because I know they're keen to sell you some uh, six-game passes with the Six Stripes beers, uh, six-pack included. Or if you're already a member, you can just go down to the brewery at Erina and it's twenty two eighty five or something for a six-pack. Yeah. Definitely worth it if you like beer. Even if you don't like beer, I think it's definitely worth having a try of it because it's just to be pretty clear, good. It's not... A club beer either, because they'd get in trouble from FFA or A League. Yeah. We can't use the logo 
No. Right. You can't. The club can't be seen to endorse drinks. Well, it's a great way then to get around that if you want to call it if that. By two of your players sure to do it, and, <laughs> and two <laughs> players, and timing-wise, how good is it? Because those two are in absolutely super form. Oh. Um, and uh, actually, I was listening. Uh, I'm going to digress or change subjects no, a okay, little bit. But uh, I was listening on Friday night when uh, Brillante this is why it's and, called and the Ramble. O'Neill were talking, being talked up by the Fox commentary for their um, midfield prowess. Of course they are. They play for Sydney. Yes, and they are leading the comp. But um, I thought they were well outplayed the night that they came to our joint. And uh, I would have to say, maybe I'm biased, but uh, the form pairing in the middle f- at the moment in the comp is surely God. And Vout. Uh, they they said the same thing uh, at, uh, on Fox this morning when I was watching the highlights, and they said that they're an unstoppable force. Those, those two, the quality is just crazy. Add DDS to that mixture, and wow, it's a it's we'll a long way away from what we used to have in midfield. So I'm I'm happy with it mm. for sure. Well, we're we gonna have to revise our holy trinity because last year here we had Hutcho, Yednak. And Wilco, wasn't it? I think it? we're going to have to put Tom in there. Tom's going to have to... We're going to have to put him in there, I think. Who gets kicked out of the Trinity, then? Oh. Or do we, do we just keep adding? We have the seven We just apostles. keep adding it. We just keep adding it. Clearly, we need a bigger tree. Yeah. And then <laughs> we're going to need a bigger boat. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, aside from the Dutchie boys, then uh, DDS earned uh, at least an honourable mention towards the Trinity on the weekend. He's a demigod. Well, I think I think Tom is easily the best player we've had probably since championship season, in my opinion. It's really hard to compare players, but gee, he's good. And uh, imagine him in the championship side. Ooh. And how complementary are the two of them, and the three of them really? They all have their different sort of um, uh, parts to them, but uh, complementary of each other. Well, they do. Th- the The Dutchies do such a good job. That, that lets DDS do whatever he mm. wants, basically, and then just give him that freedom to be the that flair. And that's why we get the performance out of him, because Tom and Voot do Make such a platform. great job mm. that he gets the freedom, which is the awesome part to see. And to just add a little bit of credit for Andrew Hull there, he uh, seems to be given the role of being able to join... Um, as a second ten at times mm. in the game, and and uh, that gives us a real versatility that is hard for other teams to shut down, and probably opens up some space for Daniel to do. Um, He's sort of got an open reign, doesn't he? Because there's there's a few times in the weekend I noticed that him and Payne were on the same wing, yeah. trying to just create something. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we've, we've a lot of good stuff happening in that midfield. Mm. Sorry. Going back to the drink, <laughs> should have bought some. Should we talk you? about this or not? It's not slander, is it? Because it's no, actually truthful. It's some people saw now, him in Terrigal. Yeah, well, it happens quite a bit. Um, did you Perth, s- Perth yeah. and Terrigal don't mix at all. <laughs> Last year, Nichols was spotted out and about. Well, uh, until about three. My own eyes, I spotted Andy Keogh pissed as in Terrigal <laughs> after a game, and after a loss. Um, this time, the day before the game, Keo, uh, Kenny Lowe was spotted out, out until one, I think. That was seemingly the report, yeah. But like, like Jimmy was like saying, I've it's only ten they're o'clock. On, yeah, they're it's on Perth time. time. <laughs> so is that is that okay, or should the coach be setting an example and not going out? Well, if the whole squad's out with place. him, it's really yeah. I example. don't understand the co- I I understand that coaches and players, I guess, have to have a good time. But then 
the night before a game? Probably not. Probably not a good. Not probably not a good call. Does seem a bit steep, doesn't it? I mean, setting an example, leadership, well, all that sort of some, thing. Some coaches say, you know, that you have to abstain from certain things before the game. Maybe Kenny's the type of coach to say, let's tie one on, boys. And that's probably why his his, uh, his coaching position is in question. I think. Well, that's why he gets yellow cards as well. So you've just created a mind image that I could have done without <laughs> Fred, but uh, we'll quickly move on from that damaged brain cells. Right, uh, a rumor. Well, we're going to start a rumor section, or we could just say anything we want, really. No, that's a rumor. No one's going to sell us off. It's our podcast, and if you don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> the rumor the is that uh, Luke has signed with the Jetstream. Is that? <laughs> oh, he's possibly no? could be with Raw in a couple of years. Well, so see how we go. <laughs> sorry, uh, Oli Bazanik, um, back to the coast? Question mark. Mm. Mm. I would, I would definitely love him to come back because I think, I think he's still got the quality to play, and I think he's a great depth signing. It's the versatility that I find attractive about it. The obviously he played for us as a wide left player, and he could do that um, as a an option for. Connor Payne. Absolutely. Um, he was a holding midfielder with Hutch in the grand final when uh, Monty was suspended, so he could do a good job of that as well as a backup to make sure if anything happened to our our um, Dutch royalty that uh, that uh, he was there. Well, he uh, played he DM for victory as well. Yeah, yeah, so he's got that. Um, I think in a pinch, being a lefty, then he would get away with playing as a left back and maybe has done so for us even over uh, quite a few years ago now, I guess. Um, and he could play as a 10 or a more attacking role in the midfield if anything happened to DDS or to Andrew Hull. So there's a lot of versatility there. I think if we can do it, like if there's an, the option of signing him and everything's worked out well and he gets the contract and money he wants, I think we just do it because I think he's a great depth signing to make. And in case... You know, any of the the two duchies, you know, hopefully not. But if one of them gets injured, or maybe if Payne gets injured or suspended or something, then he's a fantastic um, player to bring on from the bench. But wasn't he a marquee for victory? Yeah. So he was. money might be. Do you think he'll be coming back for just to get some regular time, I or think do you so. do you want to see him? You know, doing what other players have done in the past, where they've just like, I need lots of money. Obviously, Japan didn't work out well for him. There's no way he's going to get the same amount of money that he did at Melbourne. Well, there's Marquis and there's Marquis, and I don't know that he was. Uh, he was. He was the Aussie Marquis for Victory. Marquis. Um, and so maybe it, so maybe he we overestimate how much money he would have been on. Bearing in mind that uh, Barisha would have been there at that time as well. Milligan as well. Milligan. So um, yeah, there still would have been some money being spent elsewhere. So. And he's a coastie, so I think have being a coastie and having that on on our side, I think side, he'd be happy to come home. I he think likes he would us. be as well. He likes us, I hope. And he likes all the yellow army Please. insta posts. So there's a few coasties that don't like us, though. Maybe like yeah. like who? I'm not going to name names. Oh. Put on the spot there. <laughs> Shame. No, it was one in Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, the Celtic connection. After last week's podcast, this came out like. Within an hour when we finished recording, I was rather annoyed about that. Um, is this just Celtic trying to avoid the um, sell-on clause? Maybe, but I, I don't think so. If it's true, then I think that's a massive thing for us. They had a representative over uh, to view this centre of excellence and our Sydney win. 
roughly the timing of that without it being associated or brought together in any way, See? I think that was the timing that Mike was in the country. I was just about to ask that. Wasn't Mike here at the same time? Although he's, he was quoted as saying he hadn't spoken to anyone from Celtic, so... It was left up to Sean and Kath. Yeah. was the quote. Yeah, but, but from the Celtic point of view, they are a massive fish in a relatively average pond, and yeah. there, there are limits to how big they can grow and where they can choose to... what directions they can choose to grow in. So... Um, typical of Manchester City and the City Connection here, then Celtic must be looking outside for elevators that are on the ground floor that they can jump in on. So so why wouldn't they be interested in uh, getting themselves involved in a, at least some kind of way with a club in Australia? Especially so you can worry, you can sort of worry about trying to get your brand out there when you're on like a 66 game unbeaten run. Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't hurt either. No, and and uh, add to that the possibility they they know what kind of club we are, we're a youth developing we beat them. True, <laughs> and because we gave them probably their best player, yeah, Tom Rogic. So, so they know that we're a youth developing club. So I think that uh, you know the fact that Mike didn't uh, quash the rumor and uh, so he forth. didn't flat out say no. And I asked a question as well and didn't get a straight no either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I think it does have some legs to it for yeah. sure. Yeah. We'll if see if what it happens. does happen, I just hope that they don't do what Red Bull did in Germany, where they just totally canned all of the history and you know. Changed jerseys, changed, yeah. They changed Austria, change our and jersey and to Germany. green and white, and yeah, no, and New York, hundred you know, percent. As long as we don't, we stay yellow and blue. The and Celtic, green. the Celtic Coast Mariners. Yeah, see, that doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, I'm not into that either. Yeah, yeah, nah. And, uh, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah, 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 nah, mate. Yeah, 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 nah. Shout out to yeah, nah. um, Tyson, who um, he uh, his uh, idea that you know some sort of Celtic representation on an away strip or or you know something that uh, gives a sense of Celtic, fine. But I We'd don't have want to go their, to hoops. I don't want their logos on our shirt or any variant of. Yeah, the but see, like Melbourne City do, they wear the, their heart jersey away which is ridiculous and they wear the sky blue at home I, I don't want to see that I want to see yellow and blue no in its you know what it's I just identity. thought of what's what has happened to the Everton thing was that what's going on what was going on with that what's going on with the Everton thing because I haven't heard anything about that asking us in about it? six months <laughs> probably longer six months I last we say. heard was we were chasing one of the keepers FFA what, didn't two want years ago to have it and yeah. that was the last I heard. Yep. So we'll have to. It was a whole that was that that. whole story thing. That whole is it the red nap, the red yeah, nap, all shit. of that stuff. Yep. Mm. That worked out well. Nah. Yeah. If you're going to be cynical, you're going to upset Sean, Josh. If you're not careful. Oh, yeah, you have to be careful again. Man. He'll unfollow you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, he's gonna unfollow me and kick me out of the Son of Excellence. Right, let's, let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> so the bring a f- uh, bring your family for free with a purchase of a ticket. 8,000 crowd. Um, okay, we're going to do this separate. We're going to do the family bit and then we're going to do the kickoff time. Do you think the family bit worked? Kind of. What do you mean kind of? I saw that the, I, I, I think that in relation to the earlier time, because they, 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 they go hand in hand, there were a lot more families there. I, I noticed that. Yeah, I think the best um, one to speak on this is Fred because he's got a young daughter. Well, so see, you would I, know. My daughter's a member. She, she would have come anyway. She only came because it was a five o'clock game. If it was later, one of us would have had, had to stay at home or we got a babysitter. So either way. But 
So I did see way more families there, but it was hot. <laughs> it was it was definitely for the families. Cities. It was, and I don't have any hair, yeah. So <laughs> that doesn't bode well. Have did you, you get a member? Did you get a member hat though? Yeah, I've got it, but I'm too cool for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you need a YA switch. What is it? The snapback. The snapback. I was going to say cap. switchback. For I, some I no. I think it was a good initiative. I, I I think that the club went that little bit further extra than what the Jets did, where they just gave away six thousand tickets. At least we tried to make some money from it. But I, I think that. And there was a few things on Twitter as well that if the game was later, it would have been the same as well. I think it's a bit of a catch-22, isn't it? I think there's positives and negatives on both sides. But an amazing... It it should be done every year. I think you probably would have lost about half of those extras if it was a bit later. If you still had the uh, family deal, I think it would have boosted the crowd quite a bit. So what do you think Not the crowd much. would have been if it was a seven o'clock kickoff? Do you think it would have been a thousand less? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I And look, it was unbearable in Bay 16. Yeah. It, it as, soon really as, it, as soon as it gets over like 25, 26, 27 in the Bay and you're right in the sun in summer... Oh, it's not that well, fun. Well, thank heavens for the clouds, because if it the wasn't for them, I would have I would have moved. It was just unbearable. What are you smirking at? I can see that it's unbearable it from my shaded seat. And it, I think it showed on the players as well. Up until the last 20, when the, the pitch was fully covered by shade. See, my opinion of this, which I guess wasn't that popular, was that I'd rather think of player welfare before people in the crowd... Because I thought, when we, cause when we were talking after the game, when it was it's 20 past seven, it's just about sunset, perfect conditions for football. It was straight on seven is when we were talking about it. Yep. Perfect conditions for football. Was it worth pushing the game forward to play in the heat for an extra thousand? Well, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to talk to Dan. Dan's not in today, unfortunately. He's gone home. And Sean as well. And Sean, find out what the figures were. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, both did work. Yes. But I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> the heat. It but was but to at be least fair, like I guess they gave us prior warning. They gave us what a week to let us know that it was going to happen. But yeah, I I am not in the position to really know about families because obviously I don't have a family. I'm not old enough to have that yet. But in my well, opinion, I would have. Yeah, I would have rathered to <laughs> a seven p.m. game. But that's just me. And oh well. Doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. We won, so we don't need to really dwell on it a lot. No one in Bay 16, though, noticed that there was a cloud over the place that covered the sun for a good portion of the first half? Yeah, it was still really bad. It was bad. still hot. And I can imagine it would be hot. I don't disagree with that. That's what I, I said, the clouds. That. If it wasn't for the clouds, I would have... The player what? welfare thing well, won't be popular with Josh, but um, when the temperature's up around 30, then I'm all over the player welfare thing too, and certainly it's a consideration. But when the temperature's 26 or 27, then they're professional it athletes felt in the entertainment that, industry man. and... It felt hotter in the sun. You yeah. know, I, while I, I accept that it does have an impact on the overall game, all 22 of them have to put up with it, and I don't think the players were ever in any danger. No, uh, no I'm not saying they are in danger. Neither am I. But it does affect the quality of the match. If the game is at 7 o'clock, right on sunset, the shadow, it's a couple of degrees cooler, it's a better game, I think. 
it's a way better I think game. even six. So that at least half the match was, you know. Now you're hitting on a point that it's called compromise. And I think it's Fox that prevents it from being at six. But I think six is a great compromise I because, six, yeah. because uh, that then you do get the families who can still get their kids home by 8.30. And you've got a sunset over the stadium, which is beautiful. You've got less people on the eastern side who are copping the sun directly in their face. Um, you guys aren't so hot in Bay 16. And I don't, you know, I'm all for you guys being as active as possible uh, on, at our game days. Um, but for me, there's absolutely no doubt the success of the promotion because we were the second highest crowd this weekend, only beaten by the Wanderers. Imagine 8,200 people being uh, together in ANZ. We um, were lucky to get a nice hot and sunny day, though, because the day before was raining and miserable. Yeah, I, I actually think, though, that we would have uh, gotten even more to this game had it been... Uh, able to have been known earlier that we were going to switch the time. Obviously, Sean and the crew didn't know until about eight days out from the game, and that meant it was harder to promote. I even had a couple of people today talking to me about family ticketing arrangements, and they weren't, they didn't realise that that came and went on Sunday, and uh, they were thinking that that might be something that was interesting for them, but they weren't there. So I think we could have had a better crowd again, but but. The A-League crowds are down in general. For us mm. to have 8,115 compares to um, Wanderers who had, I think, 8,200 and no one, No one was have giving us grief over a crowd number this week because we pr- nearly had the biggest crowd of every game of yeah. the round. Yeah. Just and going uh, back to active... Sorry to cut you off again. Yeah. But going back to the active, it's not... Active isn't as good when it's hot because no one really wants to chant because it's too bloody hot. We had less people there on a Thursday night and we were better. A lot better. It's hard, Yakka. It's just, yeah, like when you stand in the sun for a while, it just sort of zaps the energy out of you, doesn't it? When yeah. you're in the sun for a while. Yeah, we're just well, broken record. That's yeah. We're just whinging. That's, that's what <laughs> Pretty happens. Much. So. We need a roof. Well, don't, d- don't spend $2 billion on two white elephant stadiums. Oh Put a God. roof on our stadium. <laughs> How about just let us have management rights or... Um, ownership of the stadium Please. so that yeah. uh, Mike can put a roof on that end and uh, contain a bit of the sound and uh, also contain help you guys with the heat. Um, it was a bit like derbies. Like uh, when I uh, joined you guys in uh, the uh, away bay in Newcastle, it's often an early game and it's often hot up there as well. And I get, I totally get it because uh, it's hard enough for me when you're as ancient as I am Then uh, on a hot day like that, then it's tough going for me to join you blokes. But um, but yeah, I, I the the overall promotion with the kids club Even a with the mums and kids um, uh, away days are different though. Section, I, it's because everyone's together. Even if it's hot, everyone and especially when it's a derby, when it's Newcastle away, everyone's sort of got that extra sort I, of. I think Bay Sixteen's hotter than anywhere else I've been. Probably yeah. right. Because because yeah. you've got that the, just the sun over like a five o'clock game. You've got the sun overhead. And there's no what, southerly. When well, yeah. there's not a southerly yeah. no coming No wind. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Even if it says it's 25, 26, it definitely feels hotter. It was very sweaty and very oh. smelly. Yeah. It was disgusting. But add the add to the promotions the, uh, the, the, the that we did for families <laughs> that uh, people could get free beer and things at uh, the, or a free beer at the pregame function. And that, that no doubt there were a lot yeah. more people That's there. That's the most people I've crowded. ever seen at the pregame. But and by some, a won't long re- way. some won't return, but um, some will return. And uh, simple things can sometimes, um, you know, make people turn. 
turn the corner. Part of the reason I bought a dozen, sorry, two dozen of the uh, Brahma and Hiatia beers was because when my mates come over and I offer them a beer, then I'm going to put one of these in their hands and then suggest... Let's say, who are these guys? Suggest to them that we talk on that topic yeah. and that they get themselves a ticket or I help them uh, get their way in for uh, getting an experience and maybe convert them into fans of ours so so all of the work that was done by the club i think it um it, it brought a lot of people out of the woodwork that was the most season one merch i've seen since season one yeah probably. it was mint as well and, and nothing wrong with that but, but it's now about converting them and in the past when we've had good promotions because we have in the last year or two from time to time had some good promotions what's happened to us is we've got extra fans to come along who are totally casual and uh, we've had nothing on the pitch to help them get interested. At least, even if you consider that the game was a bit of a stalemate at times, um, those DDS moments, my golly, I hope he doesn't. My get, golly, gosh! I hope he doesn't get taken away to Europe any earlier than we wish, because when he's going to January you know, one, he's gone. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, that if you can't be entertained by what he did there, then you can't be entertained. It was. Um very, very good business to get him on three years. Oh, absolutely. Extremely good business. Yeah. So let's hope he can uh, be around long enough to uh, entertain some more crowds because uh, hopefully a few of those people return just on the promise of uh, good times. Some of them might have hung around and enjoyed those moments after the game um, that we had in the corner. And um, we'll talk maybe more about that after. But um, We can talk about it now if you want. Family photo. I love that. In the corner. I like it in the corner. Well... I prefer it in Bay 16 because that's where we stand all game and that's where most of the active support comes from. But I understand the corner because it looks good. You can fit everyone in better in the frame of the shot. Um, went to go do the... Um, what, what is that celebration called? Don't know, don't know the name of it. Yay! 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 Yeah, we get progressively <laughs> quicker and quicker. The arm-waving thing. Yeah. Um, and it is football culture for that to happen with the um, active fans. But they got quickly escorted away, didn't they, this, well, this time? It, it, you know, these I are the understand. minor tinkering things. That, that The first time we did it and succeeded, against, which was against Sydney, then the players did this thing, whatever you want to call it, but not too many of you guys were switched on to the whole photo thing. I wasn't there. So you weren't there to kind of lead that because fans don't really... Un- general fans... I was packing up flags. ...don't understand it as well as you guys do. You were busy, exactly. But but so this time you were there in time and you were into the spirit of what was going on there, but the we players... Were trying, we were trying to start it, but they didn't realise yeah, what we were doing. So we were doing. to me, the players left about 20 seconds too early to start their recovery because there was an opportunity for you guys to lead the other fans and teach them a bit about that so that um, everybody could get involved in that moment because I thought I think they're really three clap worked surprise yeah we're pretty good at that well the three clap was like the easiest thing in the world to know so yeah but it'd be good to teach people the sort of thing that all the teams do because every time I see other teams do it I'm like we should do that and my only other thing about the uh, family photo thing, which is absolutely superb and it's a real way of um, generating our own type of unique um, football moments, is I think it would be good if the, if the photographer who's taking the main photo could get himself up on a ladder or a platform so that he can actually get an angle so that You have fans to get OHS involved then, mate. Well, if we have to, then we can do that, I'm sure. But I think it'd be really cool if... Uh, I try to encourage fans by doing it myself, but it, it's really cool if everyone can see their own face and they can actually tag themselves in the photo when uh, the Mariners release it. But 
because of the angle that we've been taking recently, it's quite hard sometimes to, for some people to make sure their face is in it. So they're the only two things. It, they are superb moments. And I will admit that I was doing a job on the pitch on Sunday, but I ran off the pitch to join you guys because I just wanted to enjoy it. I that. think a good you idea. You're gunning for Vorty, aren't you? Vorty. <laughs> Still like is. Run away as soon as I was like the um, the carriage that Cinderella took to the ball. I turned into <laughs> a pumpkin at full time and just went. <laughs> yeah, look at you volunteering your time. You, you said it was the worst game you've ever been to because you didn't get to watch it. It was difficult to put up with being close to the pitch where I couldn't get a good angle, I'll admit that. But one thing's for sure, I did, for the first time, get a real sense of where the atmosphere was and how the atmosphere was, which I've never had before. And I'm afraid, sorry, West Side, I know I'm a Westie, but uh, the East Side were better than you at Weesingfield. They always are. They always are. are. Mm. Regardless of which numbers are where, East are always louder. Just going back to the family photo, I think a good idea would be to have the photo and then... Have the players do the the arm the arm thing. Well, I still don't know what it's called, but the uh, sort of thing. I think doing that after the photo, it literally takes tw- thirty seconds and gets the whole crowd involved with it. Yeah. So I think that'd be something to have a look at. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. And and you're right, Josh. It'd be less than thirty seconds for him to do that to add that to what they did on the weekend. So you know, recovery time really important. And uh, if we want to keep our team winning, we have like to do the it. the three clap Mariners chant, and then that on top of it. Definitely, I think, gives the crowd a great sort of send-off from the game, especially after a win. Oh, certainly does. Um, Golik, uh, you hit a girl with a ball and then gave his shirt to her. What a guy. Excellent. Lord yeah. Golik. What, what a guy. Well, he definitely caught the young girl pretty flush. And yes. This is going <laughs> to hurt. She was only in about the sort of sixth or seventh row right behind where I was sitting and she was crying for a few minutes, and uh, and and he was so keen to see that she was all right that uh, I was looking at him and thinking, "Dude, can you maybe play the rest of the game before Perth score, and then go and um, apologise a few more times?" Because, but yeah, superb. Yeah, shout out to the to the little girl also in the warm up <laughs> in, in the bay 16. in the bay seven. No, she was in yeah. bay seventeen, and a. Shot at goal, went over the bar and hit a straight flush in the face. Mm. Didn't cry, didn't f- barely flinched. She was fine. It was like fair play because I, I, I think I probably would have cried after that because that hurts. Getting the ball in the face with power hurts. Did any of you boys give her your YA shirt? No, it's too nice to. I give was busy to a child. setting up flags. <laughs> 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 they are good shirts. Uh, they are, aren't they? They are They're lovely. Um, speaking of Bay 16, there was a proposal by Teresa Nags, proposed to a partner. Um, yeah, got a photo of the sauce bottle and everything. That was Congratulations. nice. I liked, yeah, good I, stuff. I liked seeing stuff like that. Good stuff. What more could you want? Air. What more could you want with a proposal than a photo with a sauce bottle? inflatable free sauce hamper. bottle. Congratulations. Hashtag love is Congrats love. to them. Yeah. Um, as a result of joint fundraising venture between the Mariners and the Brightfield Group from uh, the Pink Round, we uh, today... Donated $10,354.97 to Yay. Cancel Council uh, New South Wales. So massive ups for well Central Coast football there. Bravo. Yep. Mariners, I should say. Very impressive. Um, and Star Wars round. Look, I love Star Wars and I love football, but I'm not they really sure mix, they, they really mix. So are they going to be using the Star Wars ball as... BB-8? I don't think so because the A-League's got a, their ball. Although the yeah, ones that they're Nike. selling, the ones that they're selling look really nice, don't they? Yeah, Shay's actually got one. 
Ooh. I, I was thinking about buying one because I need a new football. It's BB-8. Everyone it's seems to yeah. like them, yeah. Yeah, I want yeah. one. I don't know where they are. I'll have to get one. Look, I'm Online. all for promoting and cross-promoting and stuff like that, but I think the FFA have better things to deal with than bloody Star Wars. I think the... Getting a new the trophy. It's poorly timed. Well, not even that. Did you see the photo? Did you see the photo in the paper? The photo in the paper of, um, was it Boyce and Bonavasio for the Sydney Derby this week and they were both on oh, lightsabers? Yeah, what was with that? It looked... Yeah, they, they looked... They didn't look very comfortable doing it, which was... Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's just the timing of it. There are so many this, more important things more for FFA to be the doing. The FFA? Or is this Fox doing another Defender round? Oh, that Defender round shit. Oh, my I God. I forgot about that, Travis. Yeah, I is forgot about that. Is, is it the FFA or is it Fox? How cringy was that shit when they got them to do like the, the, the oath, the oath at, the, at the end of a game? What was it? I solemnly swear to defend the defender's oath or whatever it was. I'm like, God almighty, this is so cringy. That's very Fox, surely. But That um, was Fox, yeah. But surely the Star Wars idea is an FFA idea. Um, they've got to have come up with one idea that's intelligent this year and that must be it, or at is least it? A, you know, yeah. an attempt at it. Um, Steve Lowy setting fire to the uh, ship while it's sinking. What an idiot. Oh, my God. I think it's Absolute time for Steve fool. to go focus on Westfield. Good. Mate. So long, farewell. Is there, a, is there anyone he hasn't alienated? Well, apparently we this should vote, hear in the next day or two. This right. vote is about money and control. I'm like, that is the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, People who voted yes uh, well, to the takeover. Set the game. Taking football back the, to the dark old <laughs> days. Yeah. Oh, how that's ridiculous. How out of touch is he? Like, how out of touch can you be? Well, it alienates current fans, which we could do without, and it alienates fans... And it shits, the on, the, shits on the old NSL club fans as well, doesn't it? Again. And, and just when what we really should be wanting is to figure out a way to get those fans back in the game. I mean, it might be expansion, it might be marketing, it might be um, accepting or, um, you know, talking to them and treating them like humans. The only way to get those fans back is expansion because well, they, they have full set on their team being in the A-League and it's certainly they, they not, don't like being left out. It's certainly not to call the old days the dark days because that just alienates... I just couldn't think of it. These are the same people that are going to vote for the next FFA board when we finally discover how we want to have the Congress. So I just can't imagine who is still going to vote for him. The only explanation I have for the seven who voted with Lowy is Kachin. What are you thinking besides the money? The the seven smallest pieces of the football puzzle... Um, all voted for the Lowy model, and everybody else wants a truly democratic system. Like, you know, it's, that's the appearance from the outside, anyway. So, um, Frank Lowy actually tried to reopen negotiations with the A League club since that, and they've all basically said, nah. See you later. Yeah. So, FIFA are bringing in their normal, normalisation committee to take over and uh, deal with it. I read, t- I read today that. They will mu- FIFA are looking over all of the details and stuff like overnight. Yeah, it should be sorted very shortly. Yeah. Probably probably an hour after we finish this. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Everything seems to happen on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. but honestly, nothing's going to happen instantly if FIFA rock up. It's it, you know it's not going to cha- change the next round. It's still going to have Star Wars round. It's just well, a corruption round. Corruption. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing's going to change immediately. Yeah. But at least we can start... Um, the Seb Blatter round. We can start the recovery, you know, because um, forgetting about votes and things, 
Um, football deserves a lot more than what it's been given in the last um, uh, you know, year or so. Things have just sort of dried up. It's become stale. It's become unmarketed. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of parts of football that just seem to have been ignored and we ha- there's no decisions being made about expansion or any of the other things that the FFA really should be deciding. The best they've got to offer is Star Wars round. On which the way home the other day, I dropped off at a popular family restaurant and uh, there were about three or four people in there, separate groups. I said, oh, did the Mariners play tonight? Wrong. How good is that advertising? Mm. It's annoying. It's very well, annoying. So they spotted your shirt? Yeah. Well, the guy behind the um, serving, I just kept staring at the badge for some reason. So what's that? He likes you. I don't know if it, they thought it was a um, police thing, like training uniform or whatever. The YA shirt? Yeah. Anyway, finally on to reviews. It's been 40 minutes. Thank you if you're still with us. Um, Adelaide, Sydney, nil one. Sydney winning. Nil one. That's a w- uh, never heard that said before in that way. Well, Adelaide were at home. That's where their score comes first. Fair enough. Sydney make one chance and score. Mm-hmm. Adelaide dominated the first half. That's what it looked like. And didn't do anything with it. And then they dominated Sydney the got game. the sweaty goal at the end of the first half and... The rest of it was just Adelaide trying to attack and Sydney just shut up shop. Yep. Like, it was a very reminiscent of what they did last season. Just shut up shop as soon because they knew their defence was good enough to hold a team out and they did it. Yep. yep. West Sydney nil, Brisbane two. What was left of West Sydney? Yeah. yeah well, Wanderers copped it. disappeared. <laughs> as usual. Riera after 18 minutes. But he kind of just walked off. If you look at the highlights, it's like... Didn't complain, didn't he just walk to the sideline? Yeah, He's well, you know it. when you're done and you go off. Just yeah, bef- but it was just, uh, it's like, don't worry, I'm fine, just give me my jacket. So I'll got be a, in the challenge rooms. <laughs> so we'll see next <laughs> week, it's a mutual termination next week then. Just before that, he had a lash that um, he put the boot right through, so I suspect those two things were related mm-hmm. and he, was, he knew he was done. Um, but yeah, it didn't get any better because they kept losing more players. I can't even think who the third one that looked like they were going to go off was. It might have been Bonavarsia. Anyway, there was a lot of injuries happening there. Wanderers copped it from Bozza, calling them pathetic and crap mm. in the post-game analysis. So Ooh, that know. was interesting. Sydney Derby coming up this weekend too, so yep. that should be that's a big game, one-sided affair, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Newcastle somehow lost to City. <laughs> I tip one them. two. The funny, the funniest thing about this is that Newcastle it was ten shots to O in yeah. twenty minutes into the game. And they only got the one goal to show for it. And then they gave away a stupid penalty. Bugard had one of his derp moments where he gave the ball away and then gave away a penalty 10 seconds later. Silly stuff. Which was brilliant stuff to watch for Mariners fans. Yeah. Um, Manny Musket, what a what a goal to, to win it for City. Yeah, absolute, that's, that's his, absolute that's his rocket. one goal for the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's his worldie. If that missed it, they'd have to collect that ball from Nelson's Bay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised that the net held it because the, the, the it, it, yep. it was a rocket I thought it was going to go straight it. through. Uh, Knicks 2, victory 3. Wellington, you bottlers. What happened? 2-0 up. Looked, looked like they were going to bounce back from the loss to us and then victory just stormed straight back into it and won. Who watched the game? Did Victory score earlier or had one in the net and it was disallowed by the yes. VAR? Yes, so Yeah, VAR got involved for one of them. And then Barisha missed two open goals. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I like, must admit I didn't watch any of the game because we were at pre-game for our game. Yeah, so I was busy too. Like oh, I was just watching the highlights. My telly's yeah. packed up because I'm painting the house. Uh-huh. So I struggled. I had to go to the parents' house to watch the other games. <laughs> right, and of course we won 1-0. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I I don't think it was a very good game, to be honest. Besides probably De Silva again, having getting man of the match and having a stormer. Setting up that goal. How the I think the best thing about the game, obviously, was the goal. Other than that, do you think it was that flush hot? The only other thing that I thought was a really noticeable thing was just how good Jake McGing was with crosses. Um, he got to come into the right time. Ta- he really is. And the way he played on the weekend, and he did make the team of the, the A-League team of the week, he, he Stormy will struggle to get back in while ever he maintains that Should form. he be taking corners? Well, the shape of some of those crosses Oh, my God, who's good. corners? My God, they were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they were We should have asked him about that. We, we love you, like, Andrew, but yeah. we, you need some work on well, that. Well, because normally he's got really well-shaped... Um, what happened to Tom taking corners? the corners? Corners, not balls. Corners. What happened to Tom taking the corners, man? They Tom, have been good, haven't they? Tom, before... I think when Hull's been out, Tom's been taking the corners, and they've all been pretty spot on. So I think give the corners back to Tom and, you know, Hull... The corners were terrible. They were all overhit. It was a waste of a good chance. Mm. But McGing's uh, crosses, he got himself in good positions. He made crosses that were early. And Kuby uh, was unlucky. Apia was Caps unlucky. should have scored that. Yeah. Um, Reddy makes a decent save there. But I think Kuby uh, probably has to get more on that. And then he gets power behind it. And Reddy's probably got no chance. So, so. I reckon that was really the story of us, that we made some decent... We got ourselves in decent positions, but we didn't really have the final ball good enough for for somebody who up front is a bit of a part-timer. I still see QB as a winger. Um, I think every, every time QB had the ball, he was looking up, and you could just see he was looking to, for someone to pass it to it was a back to in goal. that striker position. Was you could just see it on goal. his face. Oh, that's supposed to be me. You know, and then it'll just get passed back. To be fair to him, though, given the role that he was given, and I don't rate him as a nine, then I think he holds the ball up really well. He has got the speed to be able to get in between defenders and the ball. He was playing back to goal a lot. A lot, yeah. So the only thing I could fault him on was that he probably should have finished two headers. There was a header in the second half that I thought he should have finished. Uh, Who made that cross? one of the wingers. Vout Brammer made the cross That's after right, he made an yeah. excellent run into the box and then put a left foot cross across and it just got over the top of QB. But, um, but yeah, he probably should have finished those two. Um, but, you know, we've got Azdrabal to come back. Powell's Powell. sort of been the forgotten man, hasn't he? We're always talking about the backup striker and we sort of forget to mention Powell because he came off the bench and within, what, a minute had scored. And yeah. De Silva, the lead up to the goal, De Silva was brilliant. Wow. Won the ball back. Ran, what was it? Ran 100 metres. 100-odd metres, yeah. To assist that goal. Fantastic stuff. And maybe a little... But un- it's also Powell's... Um, he started on halfway. Yeah, yeah. he, he, made the run. he, he made saw the run, run as well. And that pass was picture perfect. Exactly. First Back time. to De Silva. Perfect and then... Pass. I'm glad that he wasn't a few more metres out because he would have put it over. Because it went off the inside of the crossbar. If it, if he was a metre behind, mm-hmm. it would have hit the bar. Or two metres, it would have gone over. So... Lucky that the football guys were on our side there and it went in and we got the win. Really pleased for him, though, because he's had some real bad luck. He was uh, he was pretty much consigned to being a 
a hopeful 10 last year by Paolo, and I don't think that's his game. So he wasn't great there, although he had some moments where he's okay. He was never great. Then the knee injury, which I think happened in Canberra, and he never made it back after that until now. And uh, to get his, uh, I think it's his first time getting a shot at playing as the nine. I think so, yeah. Finishing like that. um, Well, I think he he might have started number 10 last year and then, pushed up it was nine. it was his first goal yeah. in 12 months it yeah. was his first goal since this time last year so really pleased for him because he's obviously worked hard to get himself back to where he is and uh in, and in between that beautiful pass and uh making the finish then he was absolutely the one touch out. stuff the one yeah. touch stuff that led up to the goal with the silver and powell powell put the ball straight back to De silver on the left and it was pitch another perfect pass yep. and then De silver just ran past the defender Cut it back at the byline, bang, goal. And a matter of interest there was uh, the speed of Danny De Silva, aside from all of the other stuff. Especially so late in the game as well. He's put the pace on it, what, the 80th minute when the goal was scored. And the guy who he turns over is Malia. Malia is quick. Mm. And so he turns Malia over and Malia tries to chase him can't keep up with him in the first And Mali is a sub as well. Yeah, Malia chases him all the way back to the six-yard box. He came on only, you know, five, ten minutes before that. De Silva's played the entire game in that horrible heat uh, that was, um, you know, making it terrible for the players, and, and he couldn't catch De Silva. Wasn't terrible. It did affect them. <laughs> Don't make that fucking face. <laughs> Smash that mic in your face for a second. Why didn't he turn me off then? Can if you want. <laughs> It's been a while. Oh, I can do it now. <laughs> but God, it was good to get back-to-back wins. Yeah, that was... like I'll, You take any win you can get these days, with, but the way that we're playing now, I'm starting to get confident going into games that any game we're in, we can win. And that's been a feeling I haven't had for a while. We were praying for a moment for God. Oh, Weren't we ever? Just saying. Or saying a prayer when he went down. It looked like he. He looked. Very, he looked injured. Like what? What happened? I didn't really see it that well. Did you? Were you able to spot it from your uh, prawn sanger seat, mate? <laughs> I thought he got a touch on the ball and that it was a foul. To be honest, he got his foot in, got a touch on the ball. Their player basically what kicked did he him in the him? calf. Oh, yeah. That and hurts. Uh, it, yeah, and I was thinking, oh, this isn't good. But um, those Dutch boys, they're pretty tough. Do you think the transition from back to front is it's a, a bit? Slow. Great point. Yeah, like, very slow. I remember, again, I've made this point before, the Brisbane game, every time we had a quick break or we transitioned quickly, uh, we nearly scored. And quick transition uh, this week leads to a goal. The thing about quick transition is is that you, your defence can be as good as any is, but if you've got quick transition, then you can't defend it that well. It's all about that quickness of the counter-attack as well. And every time... We sort of get the ball back in midfield. We're always going back. When it's almost as if we are always going for the the safe pass rather than the the pass to get forward and get us on the attack quickly. Well, Adelaide a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we scored that amazing goal, where it was all basically one touch. Yeah. Another quick, quick transition, almost another goal. I th- do you feel like the general play is a bit too slow? Yeah. Like it's too set. I don't know. I think that those those opportunities you've got to capitalise by going quickly, but it's not entirely our game. It's just one aspect of our game. I don't think it's definitely Paolo. I think Ocon's really drumming into them to keep possession. Yeah. So if we in the situation where we are way ahead, like Daniel was in this situation, then uh, you know keep going with the fast transition. But if we think that we're going to get shut down, then keeping the ball. I still like keeping the ball. 
Something I think that was overlooked largely, and we haven't spoken about it, was that to me, Perth parked the bus. And it's never fun. It's never an exciting game when one team parks the bus like that. Mitch Nichols made it look like they... Nichols was just so uninterested, wasn't he? But he was was all they had going forward. Maybe a late night. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. He was often isolated, and that was because the bus was parked back there. So so, uh, it did take that quick transition and a bit of Daniel De Silva magic, as Paolo said, to, to break that down. So... So that did make for a bit of a dour game, and it also meant that there was few opportunities. Well, I, I, I think that another factor is that Ocon is adapting better to other teams as well. It's not just that set structure anymore. It's, exactly. it's slowly getting where one team will throw one thing, will change. We won't play the same game over and over and over again. So I've, you can you've noticed that things are, it's are changing quicker during the game as well. Hmm. I I found a, a, a matter of interest was that when Kai Rolls went off right on sixty minutes, clearly a planned substitution. So we bring on Liam Rose, and now we've got in theory three central defenders on the ground. And and for the first few minutes, then I wasn't noting too much, but. At times, it looked to me like we'd gone to a back three, where we had Liam Rose slotting into the central position, mm-hmm. and we had Barrow wide on the right, and we had Golic wide on the left, and that still left us with the ability to get an extra player forward. And, and it wasn't lost on me that from the moment that in the second half, Perth started better than us in the second half, and I, I was starting to get a bit worried actually that that the game had turned and Perth were going to have. Uh, the second half for themselves but then we made that change and appeared to make the change to a bit of structure as well and all of a sudden we were dominating the possession again and we were pushing Perth back like we hadn't earlier and and it seemed to me that we had pushed an extra guy forward Um, I mean I don't know how in concrete that was but there was just structure yeah but there was just a sense that we did something different there I, I look at it and I, I see that with that structure becomes um, set passing moves. Do you know what I mean? Like combinations that happen over and over again. And it looks like the drill has drilled into them and that sort of, I don't know, forms a famili- familiarity with the players around you and they just keep doing that and that and that. Knowing each other's but moves as well. That can, that, I think that's why it's a bit slow because they are following those motions. But as I've I think our best football comes from those improv moments uh, where it is, you know, play it to whoever's next to you, basically, and play on the break. Yeah. When we play the the one-touch stuff, that's when we look really good. And you can't play that all the the time, obviously. Yeah, but at times you can, and it it worked for the goal because that's how the silver and power linked up in the middle and got to silver away on the wing. But what do people think about the fact that it looks like we've got this structure thing where, um, for example, on the right, let's just look at the right firstly, Hull doesn't tend to play as a true winger out there as a right half. He tends to play um, in the channel, in the inside right channel. Yeah, we've got a lot of inverted wingers. We leave that mm. to outside channel for the right back, in exactly. this case McGing, to run through into. On the left-hand side, we want Payne to be in the wide channel. And uh, we leave open that inside left channel, and I think that's where Daniel De Silva likes to operate um, a little bit as well. So Payne enjoys cutting in yeah. and shooting. So we've got a little bit of a sort of lopsided. But then it's uh, easy to read that when because Payne always wants to cut in on his right. 
And it's easy to read that with the, from a defender. From yeah, a well, you mix it up a bit. Yeah, I guess so. But it also means that we end up with um, uh, two tens at times because Hull's on the inside and so is De Silva, and uh, we don't seem to lose anything by involving our right back. If if uh, Jakey McGinn can make crosses like he was in this game, um, then so the the cross for the upper header that Brady saved was a cracker. Yeah, right so, on the money. So th- so that to me says that there is something in our structure play as well, not just our transition play so so maybe it hasn't come off for us as much because we haven't so far been able to find the finisher that can finish those crosses but um, I wonder whether or not Asdrabal could do it I wonder whether or not if Blake Powell was playing 90 minutes he could do it so where once upon a time you know depth how was that how is our depth well our depth's looking all right it didn't um, look great the first couple of rounds but now that yeah, we're, we're out of, of the kiddies pool. Now we've gotten into the now we've gotten into the season. It's looking better every game. Yeah. So, but still, the jury is out about consistency because that's the hardest thing for young players, and we've still got a lot mm. of young players. As so. we said, the A League isn't consistent. No. Yeah. No. So any team could turn up. The any only league. thing, <laughs> the only thing that's been consistent is Sydney, and that's why they're on that. And that's the, why they've uh, got all three. It's quite. And it's and VAR, VAR. But we should consistently feel, shit. Yes, we should feel confident about playing City, though. I think because I didn't rate them much on the weekend. I, I think they're. they're a bit oh, they're, oh, they're definitely beatable. I think if we play at our best, I think we can definitely get a good Just result. Like, as long as don't we don't get silly mistakes. As long as we don't do silly mistakes in or in, in or in the near or near the box, where McCormack can get onto his set pieces or pens, yeah. we'll be fine. Everything else has been no city. Don't give away, yeah. Don't give away stupid free kicks twenty five yards because because if he gets on, if McCormack gets on the ball from a set piece, it's almost because he every time he's touched a set piece, it's gone in. McCormack hasn't scored from open play this season. Yeah, it's been penalties (laughs) and set. It's penalties and free kicks. Yeah. Anyway, you're done. Oh, we could talk about it for hours. How good was it? It was decent. I think to play like that and get a win yeah, is good. That we was done that in what a long I was about to say. Yeah. The the best thing for me was winning ugly, which yeah. we haven't done in a while, and it was almost like we didn't really look that threatened at the back, and to get a clean sheet again was good. Right, here's Andrew Hall. All right, we're now with Andrew Hull. How are you, Andrew? Good. Well, thank you. That's good. Um, we yeah, we meant to have you on last week, but um, unfortunately we had some bugs, so we're happy to have you on this week. Thank you for joining us. Um, now, important question, mate. Do you scrunch or fold? Well, you stumped me on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want clarification or are you good? I what you just said. Okay. When you use the bathroom... <laughs> And you finish doing your business. Do you scrunch or do you fold? Ah, scrunch. Oh, Ooh, Luke's not Christ. here to enjoy that moment. Controversial. Yeah, that is controversial. I don't know if Paolo's going to like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, do you keep your sauce in your fridge or your cupboard? Cupboard. Cupboard? Oh. Mm, well done, Gee, son. You're out of control. Zero from two. I knew, I knew, I knew he was my favourite. <laughs> oh, you cupboard man too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, Okay. A fantastic win against um, Wellington and then again at home uh, against Perth. You scored a great goal in Wellington. What was the overall feeling in, in the dressing room after the two performances? Yeah, a bit of joy, I think, 
interesting because, you know, over the first sort of part of the season, we've showed good good signs but haven't really put it together. And then I think it all came together really good in Wellington and obviously we had a good result 4-1. So that was good for the team, a bit of confidence moving forward. And then obviously uh, on the weekend, we had another good win. Was there a big motivation in the group to perform after the disappointing game um, and that last-minute loss versus uh, Adelaide a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's always diff- uh, always disappointing to lose right at the end. Uh, I think it's a game we were definitely in uh, for 90 minutes. Uh, obviously, you know, conceding in the last minute is disappointing, but you know, you have to bounce back from these little setbacks, and I think we did that very well in uh, in Wellington and. Like I said, that gave us uh, good confidence, uh, which, we, which we showed again uh, on the weekend against Perth. So what do you think Paolo is doing differently than coaching staff at your former club, Sydney and Newcastle, for you to find some good form? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I think it's just... I think the main thing for, for young players is, the, is to have confidence in the coach. So you know that... You know, if you do things well, that the the coach is going to be there to praise you, and if you, and if you're not doing things well, he's going to be there to make sure that you do things better or do things right. You know, so it's it's good to have him there, and it's uh, you know have a good relationship. He, he has a good relationship with all the players, so I think it's just a confidence thing. You know, he's always making sure you're on your toes, and if you're not doing things right, he'll make sure that you, you, you that you can do them better. So you know, that's one of the most important things as a young player, I think. So Daniel De Silva and yourself are forming a pretty potent attacking partnership and it seems to be getting better and better. How much are you enjoying working with him uh, again? I think you might have worked with him in the Oli Roos. Yeah, we're with Danny in the Oli Roos. So it's, we've always had a good combination, you know, similar mindsets in terms of you know playing style and little combination play. You know, we link up pretty well. So it's only the early days as well. It's only, you know, eight, nine games in. So it's early and we've got a lot of improving to do and you know individually we, we can also both get a lot better and, and, and can do a lot more in the games as well so you know it's a, it's an exciting thing. Has Paolo sort of set out um, a major goal for the team um, say consistency or top four? No nothing uh, in particular you know it's, he always keeps us level headed you know even after we, we won in Wellington 4-1 you know he made sure that we were focusing on Perth and, and, and making sure that we'd forgotten that match uh, come the first session back uh, uh, next week. So he's always making sure we're staying level-headed and I think that's one of the most important things as a coach. You can't let results um, get in the way of uh, performing in the week after. So, yeah. Have you any personal goals? Like, Do you have any um, amount of goals you want to score this season or assists? Or are you just happy to play it game by game as a cliche? Yeah, obviously, is, uh, being an attacking player, you always have um, a mindset in, t- in terms of how many goals or assists you want to score. Look, I'm, I'm on five assists already in uh, in nine games, so that's that's one of my swimming best. So it's um, yeah, it's important. You need to have goals and assists uh, in the front third. So I think goals as well. Like if I can get above you know seven or eight this season uh, minimum, that'd be great. So. Uh, tell us a little bit. Of, I saw on your Insta recently, Andrew, a bit of a story that involved your frozen boot. And uh, just to just <laughs> just to um, bit of, a bit of context to that, I do some volunteer work at the NYL, and I was looking for some ice for the away dressing room. And I went into the freezer on that Saturday morning, and there was somebody's boot. And I looked at the boot and thought, "What is going on there?" Closed the fridge, and and off I went. But never thought about it again until I saw your Insta story. You want to tell us what that was all about? 
Yeah, I'm going to have to get uh, Ben Kennedy back for that, I think. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, well, we're going out to training one morning, and then, you know, the, the keepers were off doing something, and there was BK's gloves, so I thought I'd put, put a lot of ice in his gloves and, and just filled them both up right to the top. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, when he's, got, when he's got to put them in, uh, on in training, obviously, he's realised that there's ice in there, and then... He put. He actually put that boot in there before the Wellington trip, so I was in there for four days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was well frozen when I saw it, but uh, I, I see your story uh, unfreezing it. So it sounds like good uh, camaraderie in the uh, team, anyway. Yeah, it's good for a laugh. So I'm going to have to get him back. I'm thinking of something. So you, you talking of Kennedy? Um, obviously, he's in the team now. You both moved from from Newcastle at roughly the same time. Um, Obviously, it's a big decision for moving from your hometown club. What was some of the biggest factors about coming here? I think the main one was, uh, you know, the coach. I think I've worked with uh, Paolo before, so it's I know his style, what he what he wants from his players, and you know, I think just the main thing was that he has confidence in me and my ability. So, you know, I obviously the way he wants to do things as well, which is good. So. I knew that coming in as well, which is good. And you know, look, I'm really enjoying it so far, and, and happy to be part of this club. And, and moving forward, uh, it's, it's only going to get better. So we've had a few of your colleagues already on the show, and there's been a few that have nominated you as their most annoying teammate. Can you fill us in <laughs> as to why that could be? <laughs> <laughs> Who's throwing you under the bus here? <laughs> oh, who was it? Um, everyone, I think. It was pretty much everyone, wasn't it? I think, I think Kennedy, oh, Kennedy gave you one there as well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just always looking for a laugh and a joke, so... You know, even before training, during training, if there's a moment, I'll, I'll try and have a laugh. And I, I think it's a good thing, you know. Yeah. You can't always be serious 24-7, so to break it up with a bit of a joke is good. So just one from uh, one of our punters who gave this question, uh, Andrew. If you didn't play football, what other career would you see yourself doing? I'll definitely be DJing, for sure. <laughs> Down at the Beery on Saturday nights? Yeah, that'll probably be in there too. Okay, speaking of tunes... Have you done the initiation song? And why was it Hooli uh, Dooli? Sorry? And why was it the Hooli Dooli theme song? <laughs> I don't know who told you that. <laughs> was it? No, what was it? What? It was What About Me, Shannon Noel. I just sing the other Oh, Nolsey. Uh, how'd you yeah. go? How'd, how'd you go? With Nolsey. Mate, I was absolutely shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Bru- I was than a pancake. <laughs> Brutally honest assessment of oneself, huh? <laughs> I think pretty much every player that's done the initiation song has been pretty average, so I think you're not alone there. Yeah, I agree. So we've lost one game in the last five. Uh, how is the general feeling now in the dressing room after the weekend um, and on the training track for that ma- for that matter? Um, every time we see videos on social media of what's going on in the camp down there, it looks like you're all um, one big happy family. Um, is that how it is? Yeah, I think you've got a pretty spot on even even when we weren't going so well, you know, losing games, drawing games when we should have been winning, I think there's always been good confidence in the team. and I think everyone backs each other. So, you know, we're all there to help each other and, and make sure that we're moving forward in a good direction. And, you know, like you said, it, it, it's always happy in the camp. So if you can keep that vibe uh, throughout the season, things are going to go well. And as long as you listen to the coaching staff and make sure that we're doing little things right, I think this this can definitely be a good season, and you know we're on a good run. You know, one two in a row now. So we go to to Melbourne uh, on Saturday with the game on Sunday, and hopefully we can make it three in a row. 
Now, I remember watching uh, you playing for the Jets the first time you were up there, and you, you know, I thought you were one of the biggest threats at that club at the time. You got the move to Sydney. Um, do you feel like that uh, moving to Sydney hurt your career a bit? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, obviously, people from the outside will think it, uh, it did. But for a learning, for a learning uh, perspective, I think it helped me a lot. I think I became a better player uh, in a short period of time, even though I didn't play much. Uh, but I definitely learned a lot of things under under Rani there. So, you know, I was definitely happy with the move. Obviously, it didn't work out the way uh, people expected it to work out. But this is football, and, and these things happen. So, you know, I went back to the Jets and... Uh, Obviously, now with the Mariners after one season with the Jets again, but you know, I really enjoyed the time at Sydney, and uh, it's good for me. So I believe that you would have been born in Newcastle and um, probably grew up there as well and uh, played all your junior junior football there, um, and you've gone on yep. to play with clubs that have been within a short distance of your home. Seems like family's probably a pretty important thing for you. Uh, how important is family in supporting you in your football career? Yeah, massive. I think, you know, even from... You know, every 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 time when I was young, I went to play a game. They'd always be there. Um, you know, they drop me there, uh, take me home. Next next time, they do the exact same thing. And wherever I've played, I, they've, they've barely missed one game. So, you know, very important that yeah, that you need family there uh, for good support when you when you're going well, uh, and even when you're going bad, they're there to support you as well. So. Are really important, I think. So on Sunday we've got Melbourne City away, which will be, uh, I think, probably be a pretty tough game. They got the win against Newcastle on Saturday, and we're in good form as well. How do you see the game going? Yeah, it'll be a really, really good match. I think. Obviously, like you said, they won in Newcastle at the end, two-one. So I only get to saw the, get to see the uh, last half an hour of the match. But you know, they're a good team. You know, you can't give them. Uh, a lot of space in and around our box. It's got Fitzgerald and, and Kamau and, and, and dangerous players like that. Uh, so we'll definitely have to be on our game. And, uh, you know, we go into the match obviously fully confident. So if we play our style and, and hopefully we can dominate the game uh, and create some chances, hopefully we can uh, bring back three points. Norris, thank you very much for joining us this week, Andrew. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck Thanks, on buddy. the weekend, mate. Yeah, good luck, mate. No worries. Cheers, guys. Take care. Cheers Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. We're going to do this last segment without Josh because he's gone. Uh, let's just say he's busy. He's AWOL. He's scrunching. He's scrunching. No, he's a folder. <laughs> he is. I reckon he's scrunching. Anyway. Friday. Victory Adelaide. Victory. Yeah, I don't know. After Adelaide's performance, not being able yeah. to come back. You reckon Victory coming back this season? Are they going to finish above us tomorrow? No. <laughs> Draw. Yeah, I'm going to say Victory, eh? Um, Saturday, Raw Knicks. Raw. Yeah. Massimo. Raw Macaroni with a, a hat-trick, I reckon. Hat-trick? Yeah. Definitely Brisbane. Now, now that we pick this, I reckon Knicks are going to win. Yeah, so it's do just, I. It's A League. The tip, they're going to win now. Yeah, it's and annoying. I was saying I was going to tip away teams too because yeah. they keep winning. West Sydney, it's a Sydney derby. West Sydney versus Sydney. Sydney. Uh, West Sydney missing all those players. So I reckon Sydney can do this one. Sydney, yep, it'll Sydney. be dominant. 2 0. Oh, uh, well, they are derbies. Could be 2 all draw again. I think it'll be tight, but I think it'll be Sydney. Yeah. Too many injuries out West. Perth, Jets. Jets. Don't have 
a terrific record over there. They won there last year for the first time since season one. They pumped out some propaganda today suggesting that uh, O'Donovan might be back. Yeah, I saw that video. And someone else who... It's hard to remember Jets players' names, but... <laughs> well, Ronald is is out of the boot and he's running around now. What, so they're going to start him this weekend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they're desperate, but I don't think so. No, so, but... Um, I didn't think Perth were that bad, but they've had injuries. So I'm a bit mixed on this one because if Castro's back and, say, Taggart or Keogh are back... Um, then, yeah, I think Perth are okay. I think Perth can do it. Yeah, yep. I'm going to go Perth. And final round, City, CCM. I think we can do it. Us. I'm going to go with the away <laughs> team thing here, and I'm scared to pick us because all the teams that I tip usually lose, but then I did tip us last weekend and we won. So, Josh, you're back. How are you feeling, buddy? Lighter. Lighter? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> CCM to do it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going down for it, so I hope we can we can do it. I'm I'm on a roll now. We've got I did Wellington away and we won, so I'm hoping to keep the winning away vibe going with City. Should be good. I think it'll be a good game. Um, City being at home, I think they'll be better, but I think we can do it. I'm confident we can do it. I've heard rumours of a uh, stormtrooper guard of honour as you walk out. That'll be interesting. Oh my god. Cool. Don't give me that look. I didn't organise it. You didn't? No. Phew. Glad to hear it. I like Stormtroopers. Why not? Yeah. No. It's very corny. Mm. So corny. I feel good about my tip now that I know Josh is going down there. He's like the lucky charm. Come on, Josh. Go, Josh. I wasn't lucky charm until Wellington away, mate. I mean, mate, you're only as good as your last game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we're really rambling. You are are the water boy. Shut up. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you to Sidelines. Love you. It's good night from me. It's good, good night, night from him. Bye-bye.